okay, sister girl, adulting, it's hard. Am I right? Or am I right? Between your job, your side gig, taking care of your kids, being a good wife or partner, working out, staying hydrated, other family stuff, summer activities, church obligations, all of the things, yet we're supposed to find enough time to also focus on friendships, connections, and community. I don't know about that. But for women, for us, female friendships and connections are quite literally one of the most important things that we require. We were born for connection and there's absolutely no time, but it is so, so, so important for you if you want to thrive in your personal life and your professional life and in your business, you need to find your girl gang. And so in today's episode, we are talking about just that. I'm going to help you find your own girl gang. We're going to tell you where to find them, how to keep them, how to be good friends, all of the things. So let's go. Hey, hey, it's your girl, Emmy Cornwell, Instagram biz coach and social selling expert. Welcome to the Hey, Hey, Emmy show. This is a podcast where we talk about all things that will be helpful for you and your business. Everything from Instagram tips and tricks to health hacks to relationships and definitely some Jesus. Basically, everything in between Proverbs 31 and Tupac. I am so excited to party with you in each and every episode because ain't no party like a Hey Hey Emmy party. Can I get an amen? All right, let's get into it, sister. Hey, hey, what's going on, sister girl? Welcome back to the Hey Hey Emmy show. I am so, so glad you are here. And today we're talking about a really fun yet serious topic. We're talking about how to find your girl gang. And maybe, guess what? Maybe you already have your girl gang. You have your girls that are fiercely supportive of what you do. They get you. They are ride or dies, but maybe you don't. And I think there's always room for growth when it comes to connection, friendships, and community, because let's face it, we're not meant to do this life alone. I do remember when I was younger, my mom used to always say, which is funny because she used to tell me two things. One, she used to say, have a lot of friends, like just go make a lot of friends, Emmy. Now I think she was referencing instead of having a boyfriend, but I took it a different way. And I was a social butterfly. I made a lot of friends. I knew a lot of people, but there is a difference. And I want to touch on this at some point in this episode between knowing a lot of people and having a lot of true friends. The second thing that my mom taught me or would always say is the older you get, the less friends you'll have. Like she talked about, you know, she would share stories about friends she had in in growing up in elementary school and then friends she had in high school and friends she had in college and then friends that she didn't have from all of those previous years of life, but that friends that she created as she was an adult and those numbers dwindled down. And I do believe as I'm pushing 40 here that I am seeing that it's not that I didn't believe her, but remember, I knew a lot of people. I had a lot of friends. I still know a lot of people, but 
the older I get, I would definitely say that my girl gang, right? Those ride or die girls, the numbers are, are getting smaller. Did you know that according to studies conducted at both UCLA and Stanford, creating and maintaining female friendships and connections helps our brains secrete more oxytocin and serotonin. You know what that means? Those are all those feel good, happy chemicals that are responsible for helping us feel happier, more creative, more satisfied in our life. We think better. We feel better. We lead better. Like when we have general support from other uplifting women surrounding us, hashtag women supporting women, hashtag women empowering women, okay, who pour into us, we will pour back into them. Like it's a mute, this should be a mutually beneficial connection and relationship. And maybe there are some relationships right now where you feel like you're, you're giving a lot more than you're receiving. And we're going to talk about that as well. Here's another reason why you need to find your girl gang. I think it's, you know, I talk about this a lot, so I don't want to overlook it and just assume that we're on the same page, but your family will not get for the most part, like 99.9% of people's families do not understand the online space. Heck, my CPA doesn't even understand the online space as it's evolving, right? I just actually sent an email being like, hey, I'm not just in network marketing, right? I'm actually a content creator. So those nails, those extensions, that outfit, that videographer, that photo shoot, (laughs) all these things. I'm like, we need to be writing that off. Okay. More of Emmy's life needs to be written off. So your family is not going to get it. And the sooner you can release them from that expectation that you may have on them, that they need to understand what you do, why you're on your phone, why you take pictures, why you take video, why you got to document things, why you're you know talking to people, networking, making connections on the phone, online, in the digital space. Like the sooner you can release them of that, the like the more satisfying your relationship with them is going to be. And that does come, you know, in the hierarchy of like relationships, for me, it's God. Okay. God is before my husband. If I don't have a relationship with God, if I'm not, you know, talking to him and in dialogue and conversation and hearing what he has for me, my relationship with my husband will suffer. So the hierarchy for me is my husband, my husband is after God because God, my husband, and then my responsibilities of how I make money, right? So my job. So maybe for you, that's a nine to five and a side hustle. Maybe you are an online digital creator full-time or an online entrepreneur or a businesswoman who has a brick and mortar, right? Well, that's your third kind of like relationship responsibility. And then comes, you know, friendships and churches in there somewhere, right? Kind of, you you can't forget about church, (laughs) but that's all part of community. And honestly, I'm going to share with you some places that you can find your girl gang. And one of them is going to be church or a Jesus-focused, centered community to be a part of. It doesn't have to be necessarily in the four walls of a steeple with a cross on top, right? But there are a couple of different places that you will be able to intentionally go find these friends these connections that are going to help you thrive, that are going to help you just have 
a more satisfied life. That's just kind of the phrase that I keep hearing. And I know that I can't be the only one who actually wants to enjoy their time here on earth. <laughs> like, I don't want to just like constantly be like, oh man, I can't wait. Is the rapture today? Is Jesus coming back? Right. Who's going to just snatch me up and take me to heaven today? Like right now, help me Lord. No, I don't want to live my life like that. And so as I think about my life and the friendships that I've had over the years, I have always been outgoing. Now, do I think you need to be outgoing to make friends? Absolutely not. But for me, it was a double-edged sword because I did and do know a lot of people. And if I'm being vulnerable with you guys, with you, sister, I've, I've always felt like I knew a lot of people, but I didn't actually have a lot of great friends and great friends that I could trust. And so that was always hard for me. I remember having multiple conversations with my mom. I was like, mom, I don't have any friends. I don't have any friends. I don't have any friends. And she never got it. She never understood. She's, and she would just like name a bunch of people and I'm like, mom, but those people aren't my friends. They don't know me. Just like when you're selling to people, they have to know, like, and trust you. Well, when you're <laughs> selling yourself for a friendship, right? They have to know you, like really, really know you, not just know who you are, not just an acquaintance, but they have to know the inner workings of what makes you tick, what makes you happy, what, what makes you sad. Like, by the way, this is all the same work that I have you do when it comes to your ideal client, because you want to know your ideal client, just like you would know your BFF. So hopefully you're picking up on this. And so throughout my life, I always felt like, well, you know what? So when I was five, gosh, okay. We moved to, I only lived in two houses my whole life growing up and we moved in 1992. I was born in 83. So I was nine years old when we moved, but up until then I had a best friend. Her name was Tegan and we still talk today every once in a while, really not that much. Um, it's my 20 year reunion this year. So I'm excited. I think she's going, um, I'm excited to see her. Sometimes I'll just randomly see her in town. That's a, another story for another day, but her and I, we had our like own biker gang. Cause we rode four wheelers when we were like three years old. She taught me how to make an egg sandwich. Uh, I think we were like five and we were at her house by ourselves. She had older brothers, but like we were basically just running around doing whatever we wanted and we were good kids. So we weren't doing anything bad and we were under the age of five, but she was the first person that I really felt like was my best friend. And we were in the developmental years of our life. So I don't know how much we knew each other but I felt safe with her and I felt like I could trust her. You have to be able to feel safe and trust someone to get on the back of a four-wheeler with them when you're under the age of five. And I think those are some of the really key things that you need to evaluate if your friendships have. Like, does this person really know you? Do they think they know you and they say things and sometimes you're like, oh man, this person really doesn't know me. Okay, red flag, red flag. And do you feel safe with them? Do you trust them? If you don't feel safe, if you don't know if they have your back 100%, if you can't trust them 100%, then you need to have your guard up. You need to set boundaries. And so Tegan was, was I would say, my first best friend, but I didn't really have any best friends in high school. 
I was friends with the popular crowd. I was friends with the academic because I was in AC classes and honor classes and AP classes. I was friends with the jocks and the sports people because I was in athletics. I was friends with ASB people because I was in ASB. I was friends with the stoners and the drinkers because I love to have fun. Like I was just friends with everyone. I was really taking my mom's advice, like for real, seriously. And I never really felt like I had a lot of close connections. And I remember having a conversation with my dad. I'm always like looking back, right? And hopefully you do that in your life too. Not to like feel shame or guilt or regret, but to see like where, where those roads took you and where you may want to change the road going forward. It's not a bad thing. It's just, okay, cool. I acknowledge that that's happened. You know, do I want to continue that pattern going forward? And I remember like, I think I was in college maybe, or a little after college, probably it was in college because I was talking to my dad and I was just reminding, like, I was like, or it might've been my mom. Anyways, I was, I'm really close with both my parents about how I felt like I wish I would have had different friends in high school. If you were to look at my core like girl gang friend group, it was the popular girls, but they were mean to me. They, I didn't feel safe with them. I couldn't trust them. It was just like more of a status thing. Right. And there were a couple of friendships of girls that I talk to now actually more. And I wish I even saw them more that I felt like I should, I, I should have been closer friends with them, but they weren't quote unquote in the cool group. I mean, at the end of the day, I wasn't even really close to the cool group either. I mean, I was like, in regards to that, those were the first people you called to go out or to go to football games or things like that. So going into college, again, I thought I had found some really solid friends. And I went to a Christian college, which I wanted to go to a Christian college where I could play soccer. It was in Southern California and I could pursue my relationship with God. And that's what I did. I went to Westmont. But even those relationships, you know, I, I really don't talk to them anymore. And part part of that is my fault. Part of that, I believe, and I don't know if they would agree with it, but this is just my theory. Part of it is I really, um, there was three specific girls. One girl was just really into academics she, and her sports and very focused and disciplined. And she uh, moved to the East Coast. So it was more of a location thing. But the other two girls still lived in the same state where I was living. And both of those friendships, I really do feel like I ruined because of my alcohol intake, because of my consumption and abuse of alcohol towards the end of college. And like after soccer season was done. And then I lived with one of them for a couple of years. And, you know, I think they have a part to play in the lack of connection now. I don't think it was just me. And I I would say I would give them the shirt off my back today. I would tell them I love them today. If the, if we were to hang out, I think it would be great. It would be just just as comfortable as it was back then. But unfortunately we don't have a relationship now. And that hurts. That's sad. But as I'm getting older and especially this year as God's refining relationships, I'm understanding I'm understanding why that that is. And I'm okay with it because at the end of the day, I want my girl gang, my ride or die girl gang for life. So there's a couple things that they need in order to be in the girl gang. And here's the other thing you got to know too, is sometimes people are in your, are in your life for a season or a reason, a season or a lifetime. 
sometimes people are in your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And it's okay if they're not in all three. It's okay if they're just in your life for a reason. And you have to be, you do have to be okay with that. So I'm thinking of my current girl gang and some of the qualities that I love about them is that I do trust them. I 100% fully trust them and trust does take time to build. You don't, you can't just trust someone from day one. If you have a good connection with someone, that's great, but you can't go into it blind. It does take time. People have to prove not in a bad way, but people have to prove themselves. And so I have to, I I trust these girls and all of these girls. I don't see physically like on a regular basis. I actually met them through business, through online. They reached out to me for the, for already, for the most part, they reached out to me or asked me to connect. I didn't have to go searching. And I think if I look back at all of my, my friendships with women and girls in the past, I was wanting a best friend so bad that I was pursuing just like, honestly, just like my relationships with men. If I wanted something, I was going to go get it. And that's actually not how we're built. We're not built as women to go pursue the man we're supposed to be pursued. And it's not like these girls hunted me down, but like those friendships came at a time when I wasn't looking for them. Like I wasn't actively, Oh, I got to, I need a best friend to fill my heart. Part of that, I wasn't walking my true identity and Jesus wasn't filling those gaps in my heart, which is a huge key. When you know your true identity, the true relationships that you're meant to have will come forward. Absolutely. Are there going to be false relationships that come in and out? Yes. But the more you're connected with God, the more you're connected and talking to Jesus, you'll have discernment to know what are the fake relationships and what are the real relationships. It's called discernment. We talked about that on the last episode. So they asked me or pursued me or reached out to me and I was walking in my true identity. Okay. So let's start. You have to be walking your true identity you may have to reach out to people yourself. I just personally, because I shared you with my story, it made more sense that they reached out to me. They have to like, you have to be doing something you like and enjoying and they have to have something in common with you. Like I found these, these women through business, through online and through Jesus and church. Those were like the big kind of places where I found my girl gang. I trusted them. I still trust them. They have the same values as me. They're doing the same things. They understand the online space. They understand entrepreneurship. They understand content creation. Okay. They also are people who hold me accountable. If I'm not operating my true identity or if I'm not walking, you know, in um, truth and I'm doing something that's not good for me, they're going to let me know. And they challenge me. All of those things. Are, are good things in friendships. And, you know, our hearts and minds were wired to share experiences, ideas, challenges, wins with other women, right? That again, we are wired for that. And if you feel like you don't have a girl gang or a best friend, or, you know, I have a lot, like, I would say I have one true best friend right now. And it took me 36 years to get it, but we have other friends because that's healthy. You don't want to just be a click. And so I have other really, really good friends in this girl gang. And it's fun because a lot of them have met each other, which is super, super cool. So hopefully you can 
take some notes on this episode of what to look for in a friend. That's a girl where to find your girl gang and then how to move forward in connection. Like you, you do have to talk to them. It has to be a two-way street. You can't just take, take, take. You have to give, give, give too. But if you're only giving, that's not a relationship, right? And that is a red flag. And you may need to set some boundaries, reevaluate and have a tough conversation. And that's okay. That's okay to do. I know too, that we had talked about in a previous episode in season two, which hopefully you're loving about unfollowing and unfriending people. And if you're not going to be someone's friend in, in real life, like you don't need to be their friend online either. So, so many more things that I could talk about friendships. I'm so thankful. Shout out to Jesse, shout out to Sam, shout out to Courtney. I love you ladies so much. If you're listening, you are my girl gang and I love you. Okay. Sister girl, you are also a part of this picture. I would not be doing this if it wasn't for you. So I'm so thankful for you. Hopefully you found this episode valuable. If you did, make sure to take a screenshot, tag me at Hey, Hey, Emmy in your Instagram stories. Tell me what your biggest takeaway was. I cannot wait to hear what you thought of this episode. Okay. I'll see you on the next one. If you loved this episode, I would be so honored if you would subscribe to the show. Make sure to take a screenshot, share this to your Instagram stories and tag me at Hey, Hey, Emmy, so I can see it and we can keep the combo going. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, please write a five-star review on iTunes. Not only will this make me super happy, but it will allow for other peeps to find our show too. Once you do that review, send me a DM on Instagram so I can hook you up with a free audit of your IG bio. The only way you can get that IG bio audit is to do the five-star Apple review. So don't forget to write your IG handle on the review so I know it's you. Okay, sister, you know what to do until we hang out together again on the next podcast party. Have the best day ever.